Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Zinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey everyone, happy 2018. We're doing something a little different with this podcast. So if you want to head over to manuscriptacademy.com slash video podcast, that's right, video podcast, you can see us, you can see us brainstorm, you can see a little behind the scenes of how these podcasts are created plus a lot of content that will make a lot more sense if you can see what we're talking about. Again, manuscriptacademy.com slash video podcast. Happy day, everyone. It is very, very cold outside. Indeed it is. They said it was going to be a hurricane today, but with snow. It's like a bomb genesis. Bomb cyclone (laughs) or thing you should be afraid of, number 4,025,000 for the day. (laughs) Didn't you run in sneakers outside today? Yeah, that was a poor decision on my part. Um, I ended up kind of getting like a wreath of snow around each ankle. And like when I got to the coffee shop that was also covered in snow, uh, I just kind of slowly (laughs) melted in there. Like, you know, those cartoons of a snowman that like melts down to a person. It was like that. So no girl from Maine ever does that. Like we just grew up with like, and this probably didn't happen to you, but our parents would put um, our our feet in like bread bags. That's a good idea. I should have done that. <laughs> so yes, happy 2018. We'd love to talk to you guys a little bit today about your writing year, or more specifically, your writing goals. They're tricky things because, of course, the end of the year goal is always to be published to quite literally find your golden ring. We don't usually (laughs) mail you a ring at the end. On our Martha's Vineyard, you can actually go on the merry-go-round and you can actually reach over and try to grab the ring. And that's what it always feels like to me. Like, can you grab it? (laughs) So anyway, publication's the end goal for many. But even when you've achieved that, there are so many more goals that are going to start coming your way. Now you have to market your book. You have to redo your website. It's so much. So slush piles might be large, editors can come and go, presidents threaten to get you blown up on Twitter, (laughs) things happen. I had a leg cramp when you said that. (laughs) So right, uh, trends shift and move. I've watched many of my writing friends go through this. It's almost as if writers are jumping on an iceberg, floating around the ocean and trying to climb to the pinnacle of the peak. And it's just so easy to fall off. Yikes. Uh, (laughs) I'm dramatic. (laughs) Actually, I think like calming down is probably one of the best things you can do as a writer. That that, that, that should be a goal every day. Stay calm. Yeah. Stay calm. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of like when like a building's on fire and they're like, everyone stay calm. Or the plane's going down and they're like, put on your oxygen mask. Or the atomic bomb is heading your way and they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess you could go in your basement. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. Oh, God. So Jody Picot famously said, you can't edit a blank page. With that in mind, I really think it's important to start with specific goals, goals that, you know, that you can actually write down in your bullet journal, your passion plan, 
center, and you can actually mark off. So here are some that I thought of. So you can say, I'm going to write, say, 300 words a day or 3,000 words a day until I achieve X goal. Or, and at that point, you can say, I'll have two of my trusty critique partners work their magic. And then the next step is I'll revise five pages a day. It doesn't matter, except that those are things that, are, that, can, that can be the building blocks of this goal setting process. Other writing goals might be around nourishing yourself. Read books you love, books that make you feel alive. Um, I think books are to writing what food is to exercise. Like they just kind of fuel you um, and your friends and your writing community can do that too. I think the thing to remember with that is that's a leap of faith. Like putting yourself in that situation can feel uncomfortable and you can feel like you're a poser and everyone's better than you, but it's really about showing up and, and just being part of something. You will get more than you give. Also, I suspect most people feel like posers most of the time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so we've done something different today. We jumped on Twitter and asked people to share their goals with us here at the Manuscript Academy. I like this first one because it's in all caps. And for <laughs> our young, gentle readers, we will paraphrase a few things. So it says, all caps, finish a gosh darn manuscript. <laughs> I have done this two times. I can do it again just once at least this year. Smiley face. That was Jennifer. Thank you so much for je contributing, Jennifer. You can find everybody um, who contributed in our show notes. I wonder with this one, you know, I think if you write it in caps, is it more so? Does the universe hear you better and if it's all caps? <laughs> or is the universe like, I hate shouty caps. Stop it. But you know what? I feel like with this tweet that this author is going to finish because, you know, there's something fiery and fierce about it. And if I was going to give her a piece of advice, I would be like, okay, cut this down. If, you know, how many pages do you need to do per week and then per day to get this mother anchor done? Did you say mother anchor? Yes. <laughs> is, is that a thing in Maine? Like boats? <laughs> I just made it up. Because I, I want to say something else, but I was being just, you know, yes. PC. Yes, Bobby. Sailing is a great <laughs> profession. So Kathleen, she wrote, write more. The rest is out of my hands. Agent, book deal, book tour, etc." And, you know, I think this is this is like a real goal. And I think Elizabeth Gilbert wrote a lot about how writing has to be about the moment and and doing it for the sake of writing and that those other things will come. And when, you know, the universe is right for your pieces, the universe is going to open up and it's going to, everything's going to fall in line with you. And that is from, what is that from? That one's got such a pretty cover. I love that cover. It's, I love that book. Yeah. Super. Um, I also like the idea of doing what you can control because there's so much in this world that you can't control at all. Well, you know, I, I, th I actually think going into your shell and really musing about what you want to do for your writing could be a good thing. Like really thinking it through before you jump into your writing and just, you know, kind of go down a path that maybe I've, I've heard some writers say, oh, I've been writing this book for two years, but I don't really think I like my main character. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like really muse about what, what you want to spend your time with and, and make sure the project that you're diving into, you really love. Um, NK Brownlow says, I'd like to jump outside of romance and polish an offbeat angsty style YA. That was my first novel idea. The first idea I had before my debut. And mm. you I like that. I like going back to something that you just found fun and interesting and not telling yourself you can only write one thing from here on out. Yeah, but I think that there's a misconception there because I feel like some writers here from Agents, Jessica, 
that you can't jump around. So what do you say about that? You can jump around to some degree. I think you have to nourish yourself as a creative person versus decide I'm going to write only one thing that's exactly this one type of this one type of book for the rest of my life. I mean, yeah, it makes sense to like get yourself a foothold in a genre before you go somewhere completely different, but you can have two brands. And yeah, I want, yeah, I wonder if you could have two pen names too, which might be kind of interesting. MK, I am binge watching once again Freaks and Geeks, and oh. we should watch it together so we could talk about it. I, I like that show. It's one of the downloadable ones for Netflix, so I watch it on planes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things. I think I was in grad school when it first came out, so I'd never seen it. And I, I was here, it mentioned, and it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying it. So we have Colin Smith here to write more, more short stories, a publishable novel, and maybe see a couple of stories published and perhaps even be querying a novel by the end of the year. Those last two are nice to haves. Those are nice to have. They are nice to have. Um, I guess my question is, is it realistic to write a full novel in a year if you're working full time? That's right. I wonder. I, I don't know. I think it's possible. Realistic? I mean, how much of our profession is realistic? I know. I, but that's, that's the thing. is like, Colin, like I always, I have this commit app and the commit app always says, you know, did you drink a glass of water today? And every day I hit it off no. and I'm like, no, <laughs> I try to. So, I mean, just be realistic. You know, it's okay to have a first draft of a novel. That's huge. And then, you know, because you're, you're going to want to give yourself time to have that reviewed, to really give it time to rest before you start querying. I do think sometimes people query too early and then burn their bridges with it. Oh, yes. All those yes. December one nano stories that we were The thinking. nanos, yes. Revising is a writer's best friend. Yeah, I like that. Okay, here's one from Nassim. They say, minus to get into an MFA program, get an agent, finish the manuscript that's almost done and revise it, revise the manuscript I'm working on right now, and write one new manuscript from scratch. It's <laughs> a lot scarier when it's all listed like that. But, you know, I like that they have this idea of so many things they'd like to do. Like, there's a certain energy behind this tweet. There's yeah. like... There is so much that I can do, and I'm excited about it. I really like that. And one thing I replied on Twitter was that there's this great book for anyone who's interested in um, the MFA world and whether it's for you or not, uh, called NYC versus MFA. And maybe it's MFA versus NYC. Anyway, you'll find it. It was an article that was so popular, they interviewed a whole bunch of people in publishing, out of publishing, writers, uh, professors at MFA programs, and it's a really compelling read about what the writer's life should be like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I appreciate that. So everyone should check out that book, whether or not they're interested in an MFA program. Uh, Personally, I'm on the NYC side, which means like, just live your life and write as you can. But does it kind of sound fun to go somewhere for two years that's pretty and write for two years? Yeah, it does. I think it does sound fun. I, you know, Nassim kind of reminds me of you and I, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the energy. <laughs> yeah, this is this is exactly what our list looks like this year for the Manuscript Academy. And yeah, let's do it. I love how you, you say list singular. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many ideas all the time. And the things that are coming up pretty soon are pretty darn cool. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. Yes. But they do sometimes make me sweat. You know, you're like, 
oh, there's a lot on this list. And so I think, Nassim, we might want to check in with you and be accountability buddies. Um, yeah, I like that. I in wanna, the process. I want to hear how that goes. We'll check in in like June and be like, yeah, hey. Yeah, that sounds great. So we have Jeno. Pick a story and follow it through to the end. For someone just starting out, that seems to be an important step, LOL. And I think that's just like, I love this because, you know, I do think a lot of people say, I have a great idea for a novel in my head. They write write two chapters and they're like, this is really hard. (laughs) You know, and it's really easy not to have to go through the process. And I, I actually think until you do all the steps of writing a novel, then you don't really even know what you're working with. You know, it's not as intuitive as it seems. So I say, absolutely, just just do it. Just force yourself to step through all those uncomfortable spots. And Jen, the middle is going to be hard. (laughs) I trust you. And maybe that's something we should talk about sometime on a podcast, like how to really prop up the middle. So we'll be, we'll, you know, look for that, Jen. That's something we can maybe put together. How to avoid the saggy middle. (laughs) I like to think of it as like a donkey, you know, like when you think about like the middle of a story, you know, donkeys always have those like great, like stomachs. It's like the straight back and like the (laughs) we can't think of it like a camel where it's like plot rising, plot falling, plot rising. Oh, we can think of that. So, so this is like, Jen, you've, you've opened something up with us and we just, we wish you the best. Good luck. Yeah. Tell us if you prefer a camel or a donkey. (laughs) I know. Survey Monkey says. Oh my gosh, we should totally make one of those. Okay, check your show notes. Vote. Um, So here's from Jenny Lane, who is a very talented writer. Um, I have seen her book. She says, finish this revision, go on sub, sell book, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, I hope. Draft new book, draft new play. Um, Apply to Edinburgh Fringe with old play, then go to Edinburgh. I don't love, is it Edinburgh or Edinburgh? As my mom would say, look it up, dear. It is Edinburgh. Say it with me, Edinburgh. Okay, I don't love setting goals. I don't have control over, but there you have it. It's really a great thing, you guys. All of you, if you're writing fiction, to also try to write a play or a screenplay. And I love that Jennifer's playing back and forth with these mediums. I think they're so, you know, lovely with each other. And I think it's just going to help her as she moves along the way. And the nice thing about especially fringe festivals and things like that, they're usually short. You're looking at some short content that is usually snappy and fun. And I think that's a great way to start the year. Wouldn't it be cool if we got a bunch of our writers to write short plays and then we perform them? There's a thing called the Crowbait Club here in Portland. And they have, it's like all of the short plays go into a hat and they have actors come in and they pull them out of the hat and they just, and they have like a death match. (laughs) super fun and act off yeah and then like the best 12 months of the year ago i've seen some of the best plays in my life at the crowbait club oh my gosh we could have our own 24 hour play festival it would be that would be fun okay more ideas more ideas to the list (laughs) when you say i don't love setting goals um i would actually change that I would, I would just change that semantics because you're turning that goal setting into a negativity. I would turn it to a positivity and just say, I know I don't always have control over my goals, but I'm going to achieve them. I think yeah. sometimes you put negativity out there. I've been working with my Reiki master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, you know, keeping it really positive with the universe. You never know. Is it true you can do Reiki over the phone? Yes. There's all kinds of cool things you can do. 
Next up. So we have H.C. Marks. Oh, dude. He's awesome. Finish sixth novel. Send 100 plus queries before shelving number five. Get another short story published. Wow. I got 100 queries and just like the persistent march. I think this is amazing. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Because usually, I guess for me, if I've sent out like 20 and I hear 20 rejections, often I'm like, I'm just going to table this book for a little bit. I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to, I'm a picker (laughs) to writing, you know, like I want to pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. And so I think that's great. Well, there's also a difference between getting consistent bad feedback and I would (laughs) put um, all form rejections into that camp. Like if you're only getting form rejections or if everyone's saying the same thing is wrong, um, even if three people, I think, say the same thing as yeah, that's a good sign that you should probably go back and revise before you send to more people. But if you're getting, I like this, but it's not for me, or yeah, I saw a writer recently got a rejection that said, I love the story, I love the characters, but no. And I can see how that would be the most frustrating, like, you know, flip a table kind of news. Um, but when I read that, honestly, I thought, okay, but this means you're going to make it. Like, yeah. And I know it's hard to see it that way. I, I, I do. But, um, yeah, if you get something like that, that is, from my perspective, um, you know, I've been around the block a few times in this industry. I, I think <laughs> I think that means you're going to make it. So stay. Um, here's what I found funny just because of how it was phrased. Uh, main writing goals this year. One, finish current novella. Two, finish rewrite of rune magic mass sacrifice fantasy. <laughs> Three, begin cooking one to two other plant bunnies that have sabotaged my brain for bed. And of course, my first thought was you are cooking bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and, and they replied, the amount of times I've gotten to bed imagining my next part of my work in progress, and then a wild plot bunny appears, and then a mad scramble for my phone to jot down notes before they run away. RIP sleep thereafter. Uh, jerks need a good stewing. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I can, I can tell that she's going to make it by that last tweet. Yeah, she's probably going to get a whole bunch of friends online and then have, like, all of them support her book when it happens. You know, and I feel like this is, like, Katrin, just hit some picture books. <laughs> if you have that much plot bunnies, you might have some smaller projects that you can hit, too. So, just in case you were wondering, so what is a plot bunny? Plot Bunny is a story that refuses to go away until it is written. The term's origin is unknown, but it is known to predate NaNoWriMo. Because Plot Bunnies tend to multiply quickly, the term is thought to be related to the oft-quoted John Steinbeck quote about ideas and rabbits. But it is. It's interesting. You know, I feel like we're all plagued by characters and ideas and they you know they're driving on the road and they're hitting us over the head and they're bugging us and like they're demanding to be heard and you're just like, can't you come back another time? I'm sorry. <laughs> like That's true. They don't always come back. That's what's frustrating. Like, I think of it kind of like, um, and this, this is mean to butterflies, but you know the butterflies that are pinned down and, like, frozen in a box? It's like you have to get that idea on the page enough. Usually for me, that's a paragraph or two. And then mm-hmm. it'll just kind of stay and it won't flap away. That is hard. That's really sad. <laughs> for the butterfly? Yeah. For, like, the characters, like, the frozen dead characters. 
Um, I'm not saying you have yeah. to kill them. I'm saying you have to get this wild thing enough onto a flat surface, in this case the page, uh, to, to make some of that magic energy stay. I'm dying to... I, I just... I, how how can we track these goals? How can we? <laughs> they're all so interesting. You guys, all of you out there, you have to keep us posted. So much yeah, we fun. We do a follow up at the end of the year. Yeah. So we have another one, Mike Chen. Mike designed manuscript wishlist. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's plug him. He's amazing. At many um, author websites. So we'll put his website in the show notes for this. Turn one of several drafted first act ideas into a fully workable third draft. It's that pesky second act that's killing my creativity. Oh, the donkey. (laughs) Also, hope there's no nuclear war before my book releases because that would make me so mad. Oh, my gosh. It keeps our themes keep recurring here (laughs) in 2018. Step one, Um, don't die. Step two, we're going to come with with that second second act. We're going to give you some ideas. All right. Christine says, finally finish the stink and rewrite. Edit said rewrite. Start querying again and draft a new project. A little ambitious for my bandwidth, but I got to make up for last year's lack of productivity. Um, I like the bandwidth in here. I feel like we work kind of like computers, too. You know, we can only take in so much information before we just crash. And I think for regardless of what side you are to the political parties, you know, um, we had a really rough year when it came to, you know, just... How do I say it, Jessica? Huge amounts of information that are really exactly. emotionally charged, and that's it. it. It is. It's. It's the. You're absolutely right. You know that that's taken up a lot of our space, and we need to Deep back out. it all up. We need to put ourselves in our bubbles, and we need to do the work that's going to, you know, be the voices that we need to get out there in the world because the world's just noisy. Did you see that product that is basically designed to block out the entire world's noise and you're supposed to wear these for like a bunch of hours a day? Um, <laughs> as a New Yorker, I kind of love this idea, except for the getting hit by a car that you didn't hear part. <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I, you know, I'm in Maine. I screw the woods. I, but and I guess that's another thing. Like, yeah, like. You need to, I think you're right. You said that. Step away from the computer, do things for yourself, drink tea, give your, you know, like try to, you know, like do what you can do. It's it's all you can do. Imagine if everyone (laughs) spent as much time either in the forest or reading a print book or drinking tea as they did on the computer, refreshing and panicking. Like, if there was just a one-to-one ratio of, like, good, healthy activities, ah! I just took a big breath when you said that. I was like, just breathing. Um, Breathing's hard. I Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, it, you know, and, and like, forgiving yourself when you don't meet your goals. You know, I, I think for me, I have a bullet journal, and I realized at the end of this year, frantically, that I set all these goals I didn't finish, and I sat down and did them. Oh, gosh. What were like they? A cr- oh, crazy stuff. Like the five picture books that I'm working on, um, enough dinner parties, mm. you know, to like, I just, you know, to finish a project. I mean, I just thought it was like a lot, but in the end, it kind of like when you write them down and you do kind of like go through them, it does, 
it does hold you accountable. So it's like, we have to go through like this mix between like holding ourselves accountable, but then giving ourselves a break. You know, I think it's, it's, and that's why when you have these goal setting, you want to just be realistic. You can also set goals that are goals that make you feel better as a person versus goals that make you feel like you checked a box because, okay. So what I have now, I love the new feature in the Google Cal app. I love this thing. Have you seen my Google Cal? It's all color coded. It's got a these cute pictures. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. Um, and so one of the new features is goal. And so you tap that and then you say, I want a goal in one of these categories. And it gives you a bunch of them like health, family, exercise, things like that. Or you can make your own. And then you say how many times a week you want to do it. And then it adds it. And so right now I have go to the gym three times a week. Um, see a good friend who is not a work friend because that boundary yes. is permeable in our yep. industry. Uh, once a week and um, read a hard copy book twice a week. Yeah. Because I really like paper. Actually, I was at this great editor coffee yesterday and we both had hardcovers in our purses that were um, narrative nonfiction about nature, which I thought was extremely cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I agree. And, you know, and like the less screen time and, and like, and the more that you're like balancing your life and, and it can be like, when we're talking about writing goals, like it might be that you have to balance the writing goals with the people around you that are really important too, you know? And I love how you said, see a, see a friend that's not part of the business. That's huge. Yeah. Because it's really easy for us just to like go into our bubble and then you you miss out from that point of view from someone that's totally different from you. Yeah. And then I, I get sad because I have all these great friends who, I mean, we're all so busy. You have to make a point of seeing each other. You know, unfortunately, yes, you have to schedule it like three weeks in advance, but it's worth doing. I know what we like for you and me, we have to really work to see each other and it makes such a difference. So we have another one here. We have Jenna to finish inquiry, my magic realism and contemporary YA to foster discipline and passion in my writing habits. I love that discipline and passion in the same, you know, little space there to enjoy the process, especially when I hit the middle of the manuscript, there's that theme again. And that moment when everything starts feeling like a mushy swamp that may never turn back into a road. Jenna, that is the perfect analogy. In terms of discipline and passion, it is much easier to have discipline when you are passionate. And I feel like it's much easier to passion when you're not hard on yourself. Oh, yeah, because then everything is going to feel like a punishment. Switching what you're doing can often keep you from getting burnt out. I, I think it's, it's like uh, crop rotation for your brain. I agree. And I feel like my work in progress was such a slog recently. And I started, I wrote the end and started writing backwards. Ooh. And that actually really helps. Kendra has a great one that is so simple and so important. It is quality over quantity. I feel like modern life is full of quantity and you have to kind of brush through the quantity to get to the quality. (sighs) So true. So true. So we have Elena, Alana, Elena, um, want to revise and master two of my picture book manuscripts to get an agent that believes in my work and potential three to constantly read and learn and grow. The reading and learning and growing. I think that's one of my favorite things about this one. Me too. And I I like that that's for every single thing you do. It's not just writing. That's cooking. That's being a friend. That's being, you know, a teacher. It's it's all those things. An agent. 
It, it's so important also to maintain a growth versus fixed mindset. Like, don't think about it like it didn't happen immediately, therefore I'm bad at it. Think of it as this is a skill, it takes time, and the more I do it, the better I'll get. Absolutely. So is this our last one? This is our last one. Oh. Nicole, um, gain some confidence and revise, revise, revise. I think you can look at the most together looking person and do Am I confident right now? I'm not really sure. I mean, not that I'm together <laughs> at all, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it, it's like, it's like, we didn't have a ton of confidence. When we started this podcast, but we just kind of forced ourselves to do it. And then we revised and we revised and we revised. It's, it's like such a great goal, Nicole, just do it. And sometimes the only way you can learn is by doing. And you know what? I do think like if we go back to what we've seen at the Manuscript Academy, you know, we've heard from a lot of people that said, wow, I was so nervous going in and it was fine. You're talking about 10 minute meetings or talking about when you first send that first query, you know, that, you know, in this world, you have to have confidence to send. And the worst that you get is a rejection. They're not going to be mean to you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just doing it. It's moving through the steps. You know, I kind of feel like we've created a safe place for people to try and learn together. I mean, we've purposely chosen people who will never be mean to you. That's, right. that's probably the number one criteria. Um, also, they just happen to be extremely brilliant people, but there are a lot of brilliant people in the industry. Um, these are exceptionally nice people, and I've never actually seen anyone be mean to anyone on any of our forums, which I think is great. It's kind of like... Um, I went to a birthday party recently, and I knew that it was Monica's birthday party, and I knew that every single person there was Monica approved, and that uh, <laughs> that was a lot of comfort right there. I just had this moment where I was like, oh, even if I say something stupid, they're not going to be mean to me. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> you know, it was fine. Um, but yeah, all goals are total leaps of faith, but if you don't do them, you're missing out on the very best thing that the writing world has to offer um, the people you can meet on this journey. And for us here at the Manuscript Academy, we've got plenty of new goals that we hope will help you on the march towards pulling your own golden ring. Stay tuned. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com. Dot com.